Hola guys, this is D. Williams again with This Comics Life. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about a previously unbeknownst recording of my first ever time on stage. I know the first episode was called The Origin Story, but this one is actually the first ever set. I talk about The Dark Knight Rises, I talk about James Bond, and I finish it all with how I used to think Instagram was a weed delivery app. All on the true origin story of this comic's life, right here on episode 14. Alright, let's check it out! Once again, this comic's life with your host, me, D. Williams. I am the only stand-up comedian that is going week by week in a podcast, sharing with you my open mic sets, and it's gonna be a doozy because this one is the actual, believe it or not, first time I ever went on stage. I know the first episode I told you it was, uh, you know, my second time on stage because I didn't record the first time I went on stage, but. That wasn't even the first time I went on stage. The first ever time I went on stage was this one. What I'm sharing with you today. It was from August 19th, 2012. And I didn't think about it until just now because I was totally in a different state of mind. I didn't even remember that it was recorded on YouTube. And apparently I found it and I was like, oh yeah, This was the set that actually jumped me into the pot of stand-up comedy. I don't know if that's an expression, jumped into the pot (laughs) of uh, anything, uh, but that is what it happened. Um, Yes, it was a recording by my uh, old buddy, Smitty, and uh, it was from an actual uh, stand-up routine or stand-up comedy night that uh, Eric Escobar was hosting, the guy that I interviewed earlier on episode 11. Uh, he was hosting an open mic uh, event, and or not even an open mic event. It was like a, a showcase or something, you know, just like four or five comedians. And he wanted me to go on. And, yeah, I talk about all sorts of stupid stuff about uh, – Dark Knight Rises, because, of course, that's a movie that just came out. Uh, the new uh, James Bond movie, I think, that was Skyfall, uh, that was going to come out soon. So I talk about that. And it's just a lot of, like, you know, uh, current event pop culture stuff, as well as uh, my first uh, really good premise that I thought of 
And I don't even know why I didn't keep it. Oh, I know why, but I'll get into that later on why I didn't keep it. But I thought it was a good bit, and it was uh, about me thinking that Instagram was a weed delivery app when I first saw it. And uh, that was a really true uh, uh, observation I had. Obviously, I, I since uh, once I downloaded it, I didn't think about that anymore. But, <laughs> but I did think, like, oh, what would have been... That would have been funny, and 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 it was really kind of the first joke I ever thought about crafting on stage, and and you'll see what it's like, and 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 we'll get all into it. But man, it is a good one, and um, I will let you know, this one is definitely a pacing a lot different than my normal uh routines or or what you've heard kind of in the uh, recently in these last few episodes. I mean, you will definitely see a huge difference between these sets and the set I'm going to play for you from way back in 2012. Oh my gosh, it was so uh, awesome. Uh, you know, just remember when, uh, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen was right on the scene uh, with a fresh new face of uh, Call Me Maybe and, you know, LMFAO was hitting up the scenes with their second hit of uh, fucking Hard Rock Anthem or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> remember those two people? I'm sure you wish you didn't. And uh, I understand. <laughs> I don't want to remember those people either. <laughs> You know what's so funny is that when I was working in 2012 or I just graduated from uh, college and I was thinking to myself like, you know, wow, that was such a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I think about those times spent at the radio station and uh, it's so funny because like I back in the day, speaking of Smitty, the guy that uh, recorded this show, we used to have a show at the radio station at KDHR called the Smitty and D show, believe it or not, what a, what a, a you know, original name that was the Smitty and D show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it was a good show and it was so, uh, you know, cool. We had so many bands on and so many different guests on, and that's how I met, you know, Eric and all these different things. And, um, you know, what's so funny is that, you know, I listen or I, I look at Facebook a lot and, Facebook has these things called the memories or memories and they always, you know, try to, you know, show you like, hey, this is what you posted back in the day or on this day, you know, three years ago, they, uh, you know, posted this thing. And I swear every other day I get a post from Smitty and D show. Hey, remember when you posted the Smitty and D show post or whenever you posted this thing about Smitty and D and it's like, okay, Facebook, I love you to death. And, and yeah, you're like an app that I definitely check out a lot, <laughs> but I don't need to see every fucking memory about one thing over and over and over. And maybe it's my own fault because I, I just probably posted about one thing over and over back in the day, but it is one of those like kind of like not a breakup, but for whatever reasons, and I won't get into it, but me and Smitty, unfortunately, like most super groups and badass, awesome partnerships, we broke up and it was a, it was a man breakup. It was a man, <laughs> it was a, a heterosexual, uh, comedic partnership and friendship that ended up breaking up and falling out. And I wouldn't say it was going to be, you know, I have no hard feelings and he's such a great guy and he's so cool. And I, it just, you know, for, the reasons that it did, it just, it didn't work out. You know, it became a little too tough to do it. 
outside of college and whatever thing else was going on. And, you know, I don't want to get into it. This is a huge thing that's like not really, you know, for everybody. But for whatever reason, you know, it is like a breakup. You know, it is. I don't know if anybody out there has broken up with a best friend. But (laughs) it's like worse than breaking up with a girlfriend because, you know, it's one thing to break up with a girl and then never think like, oh, I'm never going to get laid or I'm never going to have somebody love me and blah, blah, blah. But that, you know, that can come around again. Believe me, like you think that love doesn't come around, but it does come around. And, you know, you think to yourself, oh, man, I'll never find anybody as cool as this other person. And then you think, uh, I'll never, you know, find that girl that can do those things with her mouth or do those things that she, you know, did behind the sheets and stuff. And, and then you think like, Oh man, what's going to happen? But that's the thing. It's way easier to find another girl that's willing to suck your dick and have you take her out to dinner and do all those things in order to get your dick sucked. But it's really hard to find a guy that's willing to just hang out with you and play eight hours of Call of Duty and actually just, you know, want to talk about stupid things like getting domesticated by aliens and, you know, what it would be like if Trump, you know, had a monkey for vice president. (laughs) You know, things like that, that like your girlfriend or somebody that you're having sex with or being intimate with would never want to have like a conversation with, like they don't want to talk about monkeys and all that, especially while you're having sex. (laughs) But that's the thing, like, with, that's what your best friend is there for. That's what, like, you know, somebody that you have a, you know, a platonic good relationship. That's what you want. You know, somebody that you can talk about and truly be yourself with. And those are hard to find. Yeah, it's easy to find people that are, you know, likable. That, you know, can have a laugh, can share some, you know, good times with here and there. You know, that aren't idiots, that know a few things about, you know, what you know about. And, you know, acquaintances and well-wishers and things like that. But a friend, a best friend even, I mean, those are hard to find. Those are hard people to find because how do you find somebody that's going to laugh at 100% of your jokes? Not just, you know, 50 or 60%, you know? They're going to laugh at every little stupid thing you say or not only laugh, but go, man, I understand where you're coming from and I'm going to jump off that and make it 10 times funnier as well. Like those types of people, you only maybe find two or three in a lifetime. Who knows? I mean, maybe I'll find uh, 80 more once I become, you know, rich and famous. But, uh, you know, it is interesting because even then, like with best friends, You can find a lot of things that you find similar with and that you agree with. But even then, you kind of want things that you don't agree with because, you know, it makes the arguments that much more fun or that much more entertaining, at least. And that's what I find kind of fascinating with me and Smitty is that we were definitely, you know, very like minded on certain things, but we didn't agree on certain things. Definitely. (laughs) And maybe that's why we're no longer friends. I don't know. I would have to ask him, and maybe someday, who knows, we'll uh, have a rekindling of uh, hearts and minds and bodies and souls, and that didn't sound gay at all, I swear. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, what should I get into more? Oh, yes. Uh, we should, I guess, get into this set. And then maybe after this set, get into all the trials and tribulations and may- and the things that made me think I should do this a lot more. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's tune into this set. And then afterwards, I'll review it all day long. All right, guys. Let's do it. Awesome noise because you guys, you guys can see this guy on the Smitty and D show on KDHR Radio. He's absolutely hilarious. It's his first time doing stand up comedy. So give it up for Daryl Williams! Alright, guys, yes, this is my first time, so watch out, there might get some blood over here. Woo! Um, but uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I am the co-host of the Smitty and D show. I have been doing a radio show for a little bit. Uh, I normally don't talk to anybody, so talking to people in front, I mean, it can be a little balmy. But I mean, I do normally have a co-host, so he's always there to laugh at me. Uh, but hopefully, you guys will laugh too. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's get into some movie stuff. Uh, have you guys seen The Dark Knight? I know it's yeah, a little controversial right now. Uh, I saw The Dark Knight Rises just a, a few days ago, and uh, what I like to kind of imagine, because it is a long movie, it's like two hours and 45 minutes, but during the fight scenes, it was kind of cool for me because I like to kind of close my eyes and picture what it would sound like for like a blind person. And it pretty much sounds like Batman is fighting TV's Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> this Bane sounds exactly like Mr. Belvedere. It's basically like, as the fight scenes are going on, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, straight Sean Toronto, never met her before. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my gosh, this guy, like... What kind of choice? I mean, I'm glad to see Christopher Hewitt like getting another role besides Belvedere. I mean, some people say it's Tom Hardy, but I say it's Tom Hardy as Christopher Hewitt. And I mean, I like it. I mean, I definitely thought like going in, he was going to be all about like, oh, oh, oh. he was going to like almost try to top Christopher Bale's or Christopher Christian Bale. He was going to top like the are you here right now? And then he was going to, obviously, I thought in my head, go, yeah. I am here right here. And I'm going to think, no, that wasn't his choice. His choice was to go, no, Master Wesley, how are you doing right now? I'm going to break your back. (laughs) (laughs) And you're thinking to yourself, like, that is a choice, and I'm glad he chose it. But uh, other than that, I mean, who else is uh, looking forward to the new... uh, what is it? James Bond something like... What is, it? what is the newest James Bond film? It's called something weird. Yeah. Something weird like this golden spy and fucks octopusy <laughs> part three or something like that. I think it's called like Skyfall or something. So they're like straight up going straight to like nursery rhymes. They're like, what worked? Oh, five years ago. Chicken Little? Yeah, let's do that. Have James Bond just figure out like who's gonna take over the sky? Oh, it's, it's just something out there. It's just something out there, and and it's probably a Russian. 
He's <laughs> He's definitely taken over. But what I like is that the newest James Bond has something that never, no other James Bond has had. It's he's switching drinks. He's no longer drinking martinis. He's drinking Heineken. Yeah, I know. Sweet. That's awesome. Now, I was going to say, like, he is going to be fighting a evil frat boy. I think that's the next villain. He's gonna, it's going to be a guy that looks like me. I'm going to be, I mean, I could definitely play that guy. He's going to be, like, kind of a, a nice little goatee, no, fa no head hair, because no bomb don't can have head, head hair. It's like, in order to be a villain, you have to have a ball and have facial hair. If you see a guy that has a full head of hair and no facial hair, bam, good guy. <laughs> but I mean, I like to see that like he's going to definitely be a guy that is going to have a scene where he goes up to the bartender and says, let me have a drink. And then that bartender is going to go, would you like it in a beer bowl? Or would you like a shotgun out of this cake gun? <laughs> and he's going to probably say, I will take the shotgun. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, who has a cell phone out here? Uh, there you go, I saw one. It was pretty much telling me to get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I love cell phones. I mean, it's definitely a, a, you know, type of hit or miss type of thing. Like, once you get it, you're like, oh, come on. oh my god, it's like fucking crack. I need this cell phone, and I can't have it, can't even leave my house with it without it being on my side. And I just don't like all the cryptic apps that there are. I mean, I pretty much spent three days thinking that Instagram was a weed delivery app. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much just took a picture, like the first picture I took was basically me holding a bong with an empty bowl with 50 bucks in my hand, just going. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what's going on? And this weed delivery guy is bogus. It's taken me three days to get something. And finally, my, uh, I got an angry email or a slash phone call from my mother basically saying, hey, what am I supposed to tell your little sister with you holding a bong in your hand and pointing it to uh, the camera saying, hey, What's up? How's it going? And I basically just told her, like, hey, she's the one that told me Instagram was a weed delivery service. <laughs> so, I mean, hit her up. But, I mean, I, I definitely like Instagram. I mean, it, it definitely makes you think to yourself, wow, I'd like to take all of these crazy digital cameras and make them into 70s shitty Polaroids. That's awesome. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I guess, other than that, thank you for uh, dealing with this first performance. <laughs> Woo! What the hell was that? Oh, man, that was awesome. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah, I know, it was awesome. <laughs> I will say, uh, either the audience was very generous and giving me a lot of sympathy laughs, or that audience actually laughed at a few things. And I will say... I laughed at a few things now that I listen back at it because it has been a while since I've heard this set. And I will say, I don't know what it is, but my voice has gotten older. <laughs> I think it's just living. It's a lot of living. 
It's a lot of, you know, double cheeseburgers and uh, smoking and drinking and doing a lot of other things you probably shouldn't be doing with your voice. But, yeah, it's a lot. Of, I, I can hear myself, and I just sound younger. But uh, it is, like, slow. I have noticed that. And I, I don't know if I'm any faster or anything, but I feel like I'm faster. But I will notice, like, and this is just a, a thing, and I, I will still say I'm well into this as well still to this day is the long setups. I have long setups. I need to get to the point real quick. Like there's big points in these jokes or big portions of these jokes where there's no joke or punchline or any of that stuff. Like it just keeps going and I just keep rambling, but there's no punchline. Like I just am talking for talking sake. It's like I'm, I'm doing this radio thing that I have. Like I, in this is, I had this idea in my head that, like, in radio, you can never have dead air, so you have to just keep constantly talking and talking. But in comedy, it's not like that. You don't have to be talking all the time. In fact, you shouldn't be talking all the time. There should be pauses. There should be moments where you let the audience soak in what they just heard. Let them hear it. Let them laugh let them like you know ingest it and then you go on to your next bit like with radio you never get that with podcasts you never get that like there's no you know laugh breaks or like oh I'm just gonna like wait for people to finish up what they're laughing about and then I'll get into my next segment no it's like I don't know when people are laughing they're just gonna laugh whenever they laugh and but that's the thing like I could be on to my next point and they could still be laughing. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. They're going to be laughing for at least five minutes straight with some of these bits. Am I right? <laughs> I'm going to have to definitely go like, okay, get it. Wrap it up, guys. It's not that funny. <laughs> but no, I mean, it is one of those things where, like, I just need to get to the point And I just need to know what to cut out and just have a little bit of setup. And then, bam, punchline. But I think that's what I'm figuring out uh, with all of my sets, air what to cut out, what is not funny, and what I need to just say and then hit them with the punchline. It's like one of those like, ah, I don't know, but with storytelling, it's hard. It's hard to figure out where a punchline is and where an applause break is or where these beats are. And then not only that, but like when a story is not going well, do you bail? No, you can't bail. You're halfway through a story. So no matter how shitty it is, the audience wants to hear you finish the story. But that's the thing. If you have a really good story, it's going to have a really great ending. But it might take three or four minutes to get to that ending. And sometimes audiences don't want to wait those three minutes to get there. you got to have those little sprinkles of things that are going to get them to that big punchline at the end. So... That's what I'm trying to do, and, and I, I'm getting there with a few of those stories with, like, the homeless bit as well as, like, the fireworks bit. Like, And I will say um, I'm, I got a, a few good tips from a, a listener uh, about some, uh, you know, what I should maybe put in here and what I should not. And, uh, you know, I'll always take advice. It's not maybe going to be, uh, you know, accepted sometimes, but sometimes it will be. Sometimes it will be like, hey, man, that was, that's a good little tip. Thanks, man. <laughs> and if you guys want to give me tips or write me or do anything 
that's uh, positive, definitely hit me up on uh, Facebook or Instagram at This Comics Life, or you can go hit me up on Twitter at The D Stories, or you can go on email at thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com and write me there. It's definitely well welcome, and I I enjoy all of uh, your criticism, good and bad. It just needs to be, you know, said in a in a constructive way. You know, people can say like, you know, you that wasn't your best, or you know, you could have been funnier here or there. But you didn't have to say like, man, you suck and you shouldn't do this and you fucking, you know, shouldn't have even been born. And I don't understand why your mom even allowed you to, you know, come out of her vagina. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever said that to me, but. <laughs> It would be nice to hear some criticism, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. You know, hey, man, don't don't come out of your mom's vagina next time. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's get into this set before I ramble on about my mom's vagina anymore. But, uh, yeah, first of all, I was fucking nervous as hell. As you can maybe tell, I don't know, maybe I hit it a little well, but... uh, I mean, I'm just rambling on and talking about nonsense. Like, I'm talking about, you know, being on the Smitty and D show, which is a good, like, you know, hey, guys, thanks, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's awesome. But then also I'm, I'm like, talking with people in front can be a little balmy. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? <laughs> am I talking about, like, is it going to get balmy or, like, you know, am I bombing? <laughs> like, like, did I say balmy? Or, like, was I meaning, like, oh, when you start to, like, get nervous, it gets, like, a little sweaty in here? Maybe that's what I meant or something. I don't know. But, like, (laughs) okay, so I first go into uh, a a little bit of just observations. Like, these were things that I've just been thinking of, like, you know, in passing probably in that week that I was, like, you know, getting ready to do this. It was, like... You know, I saw The Dark Knight Rises, and I was probably thinking, like, right when I saw it, it was like, man, Bane sounds kind of like Mr. Belvedere. But then I was thinking, like, oh, wow, I'm going to go on stage soon. I should probably think of something. And then I started thinking about, like, oh, Bane thinking, you know, talking like Mr. Belvedere and and being weird and whatnot. And, and, and it gets a laugh. And I think that that's a good thing because, you know, Right off the bat, like, hopefully I'm getting laughs. And it's it's a little sketchy. It's a little rocky trying to get to that premise, you know. Like, now I would just be like, man, have you guys seen, like, Batman Rises? What the fuck is he talking about? Like, he sounds exactly like Mr. Belvedere. I on, In all the fight sequences, I'm thinking, like, streets on the China, never met him before. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Russell Wesley, hold this. But that's the thing. Like, I still think to this day, like, what a weird choice. Like, you know, Bane is this, like, huge menacing character, and you're going to have him sound like this, like, you know, posh British man. Like, hmm, I lived in the shadows, and I love cake and crumpets. Hmm, yes. Now I will break your back, because I lived in the shadows. <laughs> Master Wesley, never ride your bike when a bully can get it. Then you will never have a bike again. 
Mm. <laughs> I don't. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, but that's the thing. Like, I could have gone into this like so much easier and so much faster. But like, the setup is just so like, oh man, get there already. <laughs> and I'm even telling myself to this day, like every time I listen to myself, even sets that were you know just yesterday or whatever, I'm like, get there already. Get there, man. You we need to get to the point. Get to the you know funny. That's the whole point of like I've every single time I've gone on stage, I've been like, man, we need to do it faster. I need to get to the point. I need to drop this. I need to get to that. Like get rid of all that first setup. And this is again, like I could probably do this bit again, maybe in a certain setting. Like, you know, if it got brought up in a, I don't know what, but if, you know, somehow this movie got brought up in some way, I could probably bring this bit back. But Again, these are time-sensitive bits, and of course, these two bits were definitely of 2012. There was a, the, a Batman movie coming out and a James Bond movie coming out, so I had two jokes about those right off the bat. And I still think that those James Bond bits are pretty good. Now, I will bring up that. Let's get into that. James Bond, the Skyfall bit. Okay, the sky falling was a little rocky. Okay, big whoop. But I do think that the bit about him being, uh, you know, the Bond villain being a drunken frat boy. <laughs> I like that idea because he had to drink a Heineken in that movie. Like, yeah, he straight up switched to uh, from a martini to a Heineken. Now, I, what I think is, is that at some point he's at a frat party. And the frat party, you know, leader is like, hey, man, in order to be cool and, to, you know, make out with the next ch hot chick that you see here, uh, you're going to have to do a keg stand or you're going to have to do a beer bump right here, right now. And then, you know, the real villain just watches him in the in the distance, you know, while he's petting a cat or something. And he's just trying to, you know, size him up like, oh, is he going to be able to really do this? Or is he just, you know, a piece of shit, you know, double O negative. <laughs> but, like, of course, since he's James fucking Bond, he's going to do that cake stand and a beer bong at the same time and then kiss that girl in the mouth and have her get drunk off of his residual, like, you know, aftermath. And suddenly they're going to just be like, whoa. This guy is no joke. He's going to definitely kick our ass very soon. <laughs> that lost hand nearly killed me. Anyway, but that's the thing. I, I definitely think that, like, a Bond villain is all about, you know, certain things. He definitely doesn't have hair. He has to have, you know, some sort of, like, you know, uh, exotic animal that he, you know, trains or rides or whatever. <laughs> and he has to have... Uh, weird it's like disregard for the planet yet like really high regard for certain things on the planet like exotic animals or you know exotic women <laughs> like those things he will definitely enjoy but he'll definitely you know turn the like atmosphere into nuclear winter or whatever you know that's easy <laughs> you know i don't mind doing that <laughs> or you know raping the uh, entire like african sahara for uh you know precious minerals and and diamonds and whatever <laughs> you know i could do i could fuck over that but uh you know exotic animals like lemurs and tigers nope nope never gonna get rid of those <laughs> anyway 
but I like that uh, it, it was topical at the time. You know, people probably laughed because it was, you know, just coming out and stuff. But, of course, you know, the reason why he was drinking beer to begin with was because Heineken was uh, sponsoring it. That's the real reason. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, was the the original Bond sponsored by, you know, uh, some sort of, like, Gimlet or Martini uh, producer, you know, Smirnoff or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. It's probably why he uh, orders martinis to begin with. Anyway. We'll move on to another bit, another bit of mine, this last bit, and this was, I think, my my strong closer, <laughs> was the idea of, uh, you know, mistaking Instagram for being a weed delivery app. And this was, uh, you know, a, th- a true thought I had uh, a while ago, obviously, uh, you know, a few weeks before this happened. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, this would be funny if somebody, you know, mistook this and not only mistook it initially, but kept thinking that it was like for like three weeks. And then he just like finally got, you know, an update from his parents saying like, hey, man, stop fucking putting all these bong pictures on these Instagrams because your sister's looking at it. And you're like, what? I thought it was a weed delivery app. (laughs) Why is my sister even looking at this shit? But then what would that would be kind of a stupid weed delivery app that you have to like take a picture in order for them to like know that you're wanting what they want. You have they have to like, you know, look at this picture and just figure it out. Man, that's even more confusing. Like <laughs> why would there even be an app like that? I don't know. But it is one of those things where uh you know, it's it's just a straight up, you know, just off the name. It sounds funny. It's not much one of those things, but here I'll tell you, uh, cause I teased it of why I don't do it. And now I remember why it's because I used to tell it in, in tweets and I would respond to it, you know, trying to be funny on the internet and stuff like that. And no matter how many times I said it and no matter where I put it on the internet, people would always go like, man, I heard that shit before, man, I heard that. And it's like, okay, but have you heard it from me before or have you heard it? from, you know, something that I've said before, or is this just something that like everybody's saying, you know, is this a premise that everybody's just thinking about, you know, like when Donald Trump says like, I'm going to get a wall and everybody's like, yeah, I guarantee you, I know who's going to build it, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's those types of like group think things where like, is this a group think thing where, you know, Instagram is heard by everybody and then everybody is secretly thinking like, Oh, I bet it's like a weed delivery app. And then they don't, realize that it's not or they they do realize that it's not and it's just you know picture app (laughs) but like i just that's the reason why i didn't want to say it because like it was one of those things where like every time i said it people thought like oh somebody else said it or that wasn't your joke somebody else was already saying that a long time ago and it's like well i guess i gotta say something that people haven't thought before and i guess that's where i am at now because Whatever I say, people definitely go like, "Yeah, I haven't heard of that, but it doesn't make it doesn't mean it's funny or anything." <laughs> that was just weird. You just talked about something dumb. <laughs> Not that it's like funny. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, it is a good set. It is a good thing to learn from. Um yeah, I got to thank Eric again and uh I will uh, admit um I was 
thinking about this set only because I was feeling nostalgic from uh, seeing all these memories from Facebook about the Smitty and D show. And then I was thinking like, oh, yeah, this was when I was doing the Smitty and D show. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably play that. I forgot about that stuff because I was just thinking, nah, you know. I should probably just, you know, start from when I first started it from the beginning because I originally was thinking like, oh, I sh- should I play this one at the beginning? And I was like, nah, it's too early. It's just, and then I never do it afterwards. It's like there's a big break, break in the middle. It's like I go from 2012 almost to like 2015 or 16 and there's like nothing in between. You know, I, don't, I had that decent set. It was, I wouldn't say I killed or anything. I wouldn't say it was a bomb though it's not like i took a dump on stage and everybody was just like what the fuck was that about but uh you know it it, it was just a good first set and like i just think that like i wish i could have you know had that springboard but like i didn't i just you know was like oh that was cool never gonna do that again <laughs> but then when i finally did say hey fuck this i'm doing this shit i'm going back that's when i decided like well Maybe if I'm going to make a podcast, I should start at that point when I work, when I like actually started really thinking about this wholeheartedly. And but then I thought like, ah, uh, you know what? I should really show them this set. I, and not to be honest, <laughs> I was kind of running light on material, so I was thinking, ah, oh, why might as well just go back to this? Try to find uh, you know, something funny in these moments, in these way back moments of 2012 when Things were new, like Batman and James Bond. (laughs) Yep, they were new back in 2012, believe me. Anyway, uh, I guess I should wrap this shit up and let you guys know that uh, it's been a true treat to have you guys tuning in each week. But let's wrap this stuff up before I get any further. All right, everybody, thank you once again for tuning in to this week's episode of This Comics Life with your host, me, D. Williams. I am very glad that you guys uh, tune in each week and subscribe to this. And um, if you're telling people, I'm glad you're telling people. And if you're not, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even listening? Come on now, we're trying to get this thing rolling. We're trying to get this thing to mass chaos and when i say mass chaos i just mean the numbers i want the numbers up okay but hopefully people are going to uh, come because the content is awesome and the content is great and if you guys have any suggestions on what i want to uh or what i should talk about or what uh you want me to talk about you can go to this comics life pod at gmail.com and you can write me an email or you can also go to twitter and hit me up at the d stories that's t-h-e-d stories all right guys take it easy and again i will be coming to you maybe just maybe if my girlfriend will let me (laughs) no i'm just i'm just fooling but uh i might just be coming from vegas so who knows what will happen but uh yeah anyway there will be more episodes to come maybe an interview to come maybe more sketches to come who knows but you'll have to tune in and find out all the goodiness all right guys take it easy and peace out